when you got experience and you got it like like us, right? Yeah. Been in business for a while. We know that something's unrealistic. When you're like young, you don't know that that's not realistic. Yeah. So you just go for shit, and that's how innovation happens, right? Yeah. I think deeply. Yes. I can't stop thinking. Actually, you know, to a point where sometimes, like, I, f- I don't. I feel like I'm not like connecting in conversations yeah, with people because yeah. my mind's just visualizing shit. When I started realizing that I have skills in marketing, my calendar set. I'm on Newtown King Street. Yeah. I'm looking down the street. There's 500 people here yeah. that I can offer my services to. What do you um, like attribute your early growth to like when it started to really, because like, did I read somewhere that you did like two million in like a couple of months? It's like within our first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the yeah. first year. How did you make that happen? Because okay, I can see that from an e-com perspective, you're yeah. selling a product to scale really quickly, but it's not as easy to scale a service-based agency. We merge creativity with performance. We've literally got media buyers and all the performance teams sitting next to all of the design team and the creative strategists. As a brand, what you need to grow and what you need to scale is ads that actually stop the scroll. Yeah. So if you've got like disjointed team or you're trying to do some creative in-house and send it to this bloke and that, yeah. and no, no one's really talking to each other and really got a process for testing, it's just, it's just inefficient, man. Over the past few years, my life has completely changed. I've built one of Australia's most successful e-commerce startups, Happy Skin Co., generating over 10 million per year in sales and disrupting a billion dollar industry in the process. I've now turned my passion for growth and personal development to bring you these honest and eye-opening conversations. This isn't just a business podcast. This is about the person underneath. This is about the journey. This is what it's really like. I'll be interviewing guests from all walks of life, each with their own unique perspectives and experiences, from the hardest day of their life to their biggest accomplishments and everything in between. My name is Dylan Mullen, and this is Life, Money, and Love. Sweet. All right. Honestly, guys, we're back again. I'm buzzing about this one. It's one of the most exciting uh, stories that we're going to start to unpack. Uh, Jamie Crotharis, fuck, he's had a cool life. So founder of Defiant Digital, which is uh, a marketing agency that's exploded over the last couple of years. Uh, big focus on like innovation, AR, Web3 and how that plays the role in business and how it's going to continue to like really be more and more important uh, for businesses, econ businesses and in brands moving forward. But before that, what I'm so interested about to hear the journey and the transition phase as well, because I thought, fuck, this guy, for people that don't know, was a pretty big DJ, man. Like he was a well-known DJ, like uh, under under the name uh, J-Trick, produced with heaps of big DJs, festivals, like worked with the likes of Calvin Harris, Tiesto, Diplo, Hardwell, Laidback Luke, Zed, Martin Garrix, to name a few. So that, I'm sure that was a fucking wild journey. I want to start there with kind of how old you were when you got into DJing, what attracted you to that? And then kind of as you grew up and that transition to business. But when did you first kind of get into DJing? I remember when I was like uh, mid high school, what was that virtual DJ pro making mixes and shit? How did it kind of start for you? Well, first of all, man, thanks for having me. And that was a sick rap. <laughs> like, I'm definitely going to file that one away. Yeah, yeah, put that away. Um, eh? I'll send but, it to you. I'll use it in your bio. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. But um, yeah, basically it all kind of started in uni. So yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, wait, earlier than uni. It started at school. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a mate of mine at school that had like a few older brothers yeah. and they were playing at like Chinese Laundry, if you yeah. remember. Yeah, oh, bro, I've, um, been, I've, I've spent my fair share and I yeah. there for sure. So I was like probably about, you know, 16, 17 mm. at the time. Like there was a lot of house parties at school and yeah. whatnot. And man, like I never saw myself as like one of the like dancing sort of type, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just, I wasn't that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but music, I was like mm. very, very into. Mm. Um, at the time, it was all rap music and yeah. stuff. And I had this one mate, he had these older brothers that were DJing. Yeah. And he had no like rap or R&B on his 
on his iPod. Remember the iPods that we yeah, used to yeah, fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The circles yeah, to turn up the volume exactly. and shit. Yeah. He just had dance tracks and he was, you know, showing me all this all this stuff and all this music and I just fell in love with it, man. And then his older brothers got me in a couple a couple of times. Sorry, boys, a party if you're watching this from, <laughs> from laundry. Um, but, uh, yeah, they got me in a couple of times yeah. to, to try and his laundry, underage. Yeah, yeah. And, man, as soon as I walked in, I just I knew that's what I wanted mm. to do. I was like... Watching the DJ doing what they were doing, just dropping tracks. Everyone was loving it. I'm like, man, this is me. Like, I have to do So that this. was kind of the first taste of you getting into EDM and all that sort of yeah. music? That was the first taste, man. That was – back then it was like Crookers and Bloody Beetroots and those, yes, kind, of, those yeah. kind of style. Yeah, that, that kind of style. Um, so I wanted to be a DJ then. Like, I was like, well, I want to be a DJ. Like, that's yeah, mad, yeah. blah, blah. Started getting bloody, like, virtual DJ and yeah. all that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff, trying to mash stuff up, yeah. up together. Um, but then I realized very quickly that, man, I'm not going to get anywhere if I just want to be a DJ. Like everyone wants to be a yeah, DJ. Yeah. So I was like, shit, I probably got to learn how to produce this mm. stuff because the people that are actually popping off are people who are making their own stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I'll never forget it, man. Uh, I was at Greenwood one night. Yeah. And Tenzin. Tenzin yeah. was, uh, Tenzin yeah. was playing. Timmy and Tenzin were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was just some little snotty nosed kid, yeah. you know, being an annoying cunt, just like, sorry, yeah. can we swear? Nah, bro, yeah, go sorry, for it, 100%. Um, just being an annoying little, you know, little prick. As you are back then, yeah, Mate, yeah what's, I get it. They, they dropped the song like, man, man, what's, what's that <laughs> yeah, track? Yeah. What's that track? They're like, oh, fuck off, mate, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, I just, it was an Afrojack song, mm. right? It was called Polka Dots. Yeah. And it was like, all it said in there was we should all wear Polka Dots. Yeah. So I just went after that, looking it up, found this Afrojack guy, fucking watched every interview of his from top to bottom, worked out that he uses FL Studio. Yeah. So I got FL, FL Studio, which is Fruity Loops, and I just started going for it, man. And um, things just started happening, bro. Like at uni, I met a guy who yeah. was a, f- a few years ahead with production, mm. and he sort of showed me the tips. I was going to uni just – What were you doing at uni? I did uh, did business and commerce and yeah. I majored in property. Yeah, yeah. So I basically was – I wanted. I thought I wanted to be a valuer, yeah. like property valuer. yeah. Or something in property. Anyway, there was this guy there and he just showed me the ropes and I just started going to uni just to like show him my music. That's <laughs> it. And just learn from him. And bro, once I started making music, that's when the attention kind of mm. came. That's when things started happening. That's when people were like, man, come play it. Come play yeah. here. Come play there. Come play. I started playing overseas before I actually played here. Fuck, that's yeah. sick. A fool like lied to my parents. How did like, you get typical. the first, like how did you get that first job, like the first gig you book? Oh, bro, I played for free. Yeah. I, I sat I sat outside of clubs like for hours just trying wow. to get my, my uh, mixtapes in the so hands the of people. Proper old school hustle, man. Bro, proper old school hustle, man. And just just like getting into the studio with anyone. Mm. Like anyone and everyone. I don't care who you are, how yeah. big you are. Nothing, just getting in. And yeah. just also just like um, networking in, in the sense of like, when I had when I had some tracks and some ideas, mm. I'd send them to other, other artists yeah. because – Back then, I was like, man, I don't have an audience, right? Yeah. But if I can make some – this guy with an audience, if I can make something that he likes mm. then and we work together, then his audience know about me. Yes. Right? And then th- and then do it, a sa- do it the same again with someone else. Their audience know about me. And all of a sudden, it's this like multiplier effect. Yeah, yeah. So, bro, I was like the collaboration – I was collaborating yeah. like fucking – Yeah, we were no looking tomorrow. you up on Spotify. You collaborated with heaps of big DJs, man. Bro, heaps, heaps. And that's just kind of how – like because – also, the other thing is I don't know any yeah. instruments. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know how to play piano. So, But I've made records just mm. from ear. So the thing is like 
So you, I had to get you didn't creative, do any bro. proper training with like, nah. okay, this is the type of structure and notes and stuff. Nothing. You just went for it. Bro, I had to get scrappy. Like to, yeah. to build a career, I had to get scrappy in the yeah. sense of like make shit happen. Like another example of that is I was making music at the start, which sucked, right? Yeah. It was fucking shit. Well, you got to start somewhere. Bro, you got to right? start somewhere. But like me just being naive and this is what I fucking, <laughs> this is what I love about being like young yeah. and naive. Yeah. Oh, it's like dude. you do shit, you do shit that you're, you don't like how to explain it when you got experience and you got to, like like us right yeah. been in business for a while we know that something's unrealistic mm -hmm. we know like nah don't do that it's yeah. fucking bullshit when you're yeah. like young you don't know that that's not realistic yeah so you just go for shit and that's how innovation happens right yeah. um so like my example of that was i was sending music to all these big labels mm. massive labels and it was shit music and I was, they weren't even responding. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, fuck that. Like, I'm just going to start my own label. Yeah. Right? Fuck, so you started your yeah. own label as well. Club Cartel Records, yeah, is yeah. it was called at the time. And, bro, I just started putting out my own stuff. And then I realized as well, like, hang on a sec, all these other people are going through the same mm. thing. I'll give them an opportunity. I'll sign them to my label. Yes. And then all of a sudden, bro, like, it's just networking, man, the mm. network effect. So you multiplies. got into business pretty soon while you're in, like, in that space as well. You weren't just trying to – do it like you know how a lot of people whether they be actors or musicians they'll try and make it as a career but they're not really doing anything themselves they're just waiting for that phone to ring and yeah yeah i don't think i knew it but yeah i did mm. i did without sort of knowing it in yeah. a way like i was just i was i was finding my feet and making things happen and bro mm. like that's yeah. where was social media at this point like was instagram oh. even like was instagram like baby baby back then or? yeah so i remember actually so facebook was definitely a thing yeah but i remember going to the states for my first shows yeah. i played um i played before like zed or some someone like that that's i can't remember it was zed or someone else mm. anyway i played like a couple festivals over there and i started hanging out with this like crew of like mexicans yeah. which ended up being dioro's crew i don't yeah. know if you guys wow. know dioro anyway yeah. and they're like they're all, they're all in this Instagram fucking thing, posting up <laughs> photos and shit, posting up this and that. And I'm like, what, what, what is this yeah. shit? And they're like, you don't have Instagram, you fucking idiot. Like, was it, was it <laughs> even, not even really that big in Australia at that point? No, nah, it wasn't. Mm, it was yeah. big. It was people in, people in the US were starting to use it. And that's when I got it and I started, you know, using it. But there yeah. was no – ads were starting, obviously, but it was more like boosting and things yeah, like that. Yeah. But I was, I was running ads from the day, like, from the like start. pretty much from the start, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that was, that was cool, bro. It was, it was definitely just a way of getting going is like, I can't, I can't recommend the highly enough. Did just you, did you get much like reach from Facebook and stuff back then organically? Yeah. Like, heaps, yeah. man. Like okay. those were the days when Ziz was the influencer, you yeah. know what I mean? Like before we had any of these sorts of like technology, like you just had to go out there and create man yourself. There yeah. weren't all these tools. 100%. There wasn't like all these courses on how you can do it. You just had to figure no. it out. Right. Yeah. You just had to figure it out. But I was just one thing that I loved, the thrill, mm. the, mm. the thing that I loved was like working on a track for a, you know, a couple of weeks yeah. and then posting it. Like mm. the, I used to get a little like kick out of yeah. seeing what people would say you yeah. know? and like, do people like it? Do they not? Do they hate it? Um, and that was, yeah, that's what social media sort of allowed. It allowed you to get that sort of instant feedback loop. You know, how, you know how you were saying you were sending these, like now you know shit, shit music to these labels and they weren't responding. Yeah. Did you have that idea in your head? Like you didn't even consider it was bad. You're just like, no, nah, fuck these guys. I'm going to make it. Did you have that? Could you sense that it wasn't good or you just completely backed yourself and didn't didn't consider it? No, I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, the, that's the best. It's like yeah. that naivety as well. I was right? like, no, nah, man, this slaps. Bro. This <laughs> yeah. is sick. But um, like, yeah, obviously like three months later, mm. like seeing, seeing how you progress so quickly like with, yeah. with your music – 
the, I'll say one thing. The thing that allowed me to progress the quickest, I believe, mm-hmm. not being a musician or anything like mm-hmm. that, is just putting the fucking thing out. Yeah. Right? Because that allowed me to just move on to the next one. Yeah. When I've seen so many artists in my career, bro, they sit on a track for fucking a year, bro. They fine tune this, mm-hmm. they tweak that, they do this. It's like, man, get it out because first of all, a thousand people are going to hear it. Yeah. Right? Even if there's five people that love it, it's their favorite track, you've just gained five like – Loyal, loyal fans. Yeah, yeah. Right? Aside from that, man, it allows you mentally to move on to the next yeah. concept. It allows you to it allows you to make progress. How many songs do you reckon you produced if when you were like oh. creating music? Oh man, that's a good question. I don't know. It'd be over five hundred. Over five hundred, yeah. yeah. I was thinking it's gotta be I'd say, like right? I've never actually thought of that, but yeah, it would have to be around that. And did you is that you looking back now with more experience and realizing the perfectionism would, would hold you back, or did you identify it at the time? Uh, at the time, no. At the time, I don't think I really thought that way. It's more so, yeah, yeah. connecting the dots, looking back. Because what I've realized in business, like a lot of people ask, oh, how are you so successful at the start? And, and how, like, why are you successful when other people weren't? And a lot of it was like, I didn't freaking really know what I was doing, bro. Yeah. You were just winging it. You were just trusting your gut and going for it. Then looking back, you think, yeah. oh, fuck, all these things I did 100%. was right. But I, you don't know at the time. Like your first no. business or your first career path, like you don't – you just have to work as hard as you can, yeah. put as much energy in and hope like hope it works out, yeah? Yeah, oh, 100%, man. You just gotta, you just got to go for it. And I think a lot of people – even now, you know, some people that know me would, would call me a perfectionist yeah. now, yeah. right? Um, the thing is like – I, I still don't. I still. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you've you've got to you got to have pride in what you do, right? Mm. You have to. Like, yeah. you got to you got to take your time with things. But there is always an element of just just going for it. Yeah. Like, just doing things yeah. that are crazy. Yeah. A couple of things that we're working on at the moment where people are like, you, "You're crazy, man." It's, yeah. Like, what do you what do you think? You like, mm. who do you, what do you think you're doing? Well, that's like what it's you like, went back and said before. That's where innovation happens. If you're 100%. like that border between like crazy and like genius is so fine yeah, at times. Bro. You know what I mean? Especially said, in tech, yeah. especially with tech and innovation, right? Yeah. Anything Web3, AR, which fuck, I can't wait to talk to you about all that. <laughs> with with music, where yeah. did you get more of a rush? Was it to producing and like finishing a track, putting it out and seeing the response? Yeah. Or was it DJing at like massive clubs or festivals? Oh, I was definitely playing that track for the yeah. first time. Like, how how first is couple that? What's times, that feeling man? like, that rush? Oh, bro. It's, um, it's the it's the craziest mm. rush like that I've ever felt, man. Yeah. Like, it's it's nuts. Like you're basically in front of a, a crowd and you're playing like your creation, like <laughs> yeah. something that you've created. Yeah. You've listened to it a thousand times, yeah. right? And every every decision that you've made, like throughout creating that thing, you're thinking about you know the potential audience and and you even so many times where you just close your eyes and pretend yourself, pretend that yeah. you're actually playing it, and then you're there in the moment and people are actually going nuts. There's no, no better feeling So did you that. visualize much or do you still visualize much in terms of your goals, whether it be music or business or personal growth? Yeah, 100%, yeah. bro. Like I I've, I, th- I think deeply. Yes. Like yes. I can't stop thinking yeah. actually, man. Like there's, it never stops. Mm. Like um, to a point where, uh, you know, to a point where sometimes like I, f- I don't, I feel like I'm not like connecting in conversation yeah, with yeah. people because my mind's just visualizing shit. Yeah. You know, you probably dude, know this as, a, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I say this to people like everyone's like, oh, you're so lucky. Like you're touching my life. And yeah, I do. And, and I fucking, I'm so glad I'm me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's not easy to not have an off switch. You know what I mean? Like I love it. And it's the only way I know how to live. Yeah. But like, bro, you don't necessarily want to be like, you got to be a certain type of person to handle it or you'll, or you'll burn out. Yeah. Right. Absolutely, man. Um, what do you think your highlight was with your whole career in music? If you had to pick one. Highlight in music, man. 
I imagine that's a, a few. that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot, man. Um, okay, probably going back to that story, like yeah. hearing that Afrojack song for yeah. the first time, right, and not knowing who it was, looking into him, mm. being like, "Wow, who is this guy? I love this guy." To then, like, fast forward three years later, he signed me to his label, playing my tracks, yeah. talking to him. And he's, this guy's like my idol, bro. Yeah. Like I followed him around Europe. Yeah. Like I followed him, like watched him play Tomorrowland, mm. everything like that. And I'm like, man, one day this guy's going to sign my records. Like when that actually happened, looking back now, it was probably the highlight. When it happened, I was like, okay, I celebrated for like 20 seconds. Yeah. I was like, yep, next. Mm. But looking back, man, like I'm actually very proud of that. Oh, because sure. that's that's like a, that was something that was like, when, when, I, when I had the vision initially, it was yeah. like, well, man, one day, we'll see, one day that Man, especially where you are now, to look back at that, what a pivotal and beautiful moment that, of your life, right? Yeah, man, it's just, you know what it does, man, doing that at a young age as well, like going for something at a young age and watching it happen, bro, you feel invincible afterwards. It's like <laughs> anything, like just whatever, put my mind to it, I'll yes. make it happen. How old were you when uh, you started to get a bit of traction and success? 21 so it was oh, like it was literally early, yeah. the year it was a, literally the year that i graduated from uni mm. so i actually didn't really go to uni yep. like i finally did you enough, graduate bro, yeah bro i actually got a i actually got a scholarship man oh, with beautiful. um jones lang lasalle which is like mm. a big property company i never actually went to uni but i mm. <laughs> probably shouldn't be saying this on a podcast <laughs> yeah i basically outsourced my yeah uni oh bro to, um you know but that's the entrepreneur in yeah, you man bro i didn't know it at the time but i was focused on music yeah. so i'm like man i can't do this assignment and pay you, you fucking yeah, do it, yeah. right? Oh, fuck, bro. Um, I wish I thought of that. When I, <laughs> no I lasted joke. two months in uni, bro, and I bounced. Mate, it, look, I got through uni. I got the degree. Yeah. I got the scholarship. I worked there. F I, it was in my first three months. I'll never forget this. Yeah. First three months, um, I hated it, bro. I was yeah. actually – I felt sick walking out of this office corporate fucking building. Yeah. Um, on this two, two months and 29th day, yeah. I was like, nah, not doing this. Quit, and I just went all, all yeah. in the music. Oh, parents bro. freaked everyone freaked mm. everyone's like you're an idiot yeah i'm like man i have to do this i don't want to live with regrets that's the thing man you had the same experience as me i just couldn't even get figure out a way to get through the uni degree all through school man like i got the same thing i was accepted early entry into um like a, a law degree yeah from like year nine onwards i'm like yeah i want to be a lawyer you know you visualize i want to be in a suit you know drive a fucking nice car work in the city all that stupid shit that you don't yeah, yeah. you don't really connect any value to but at the time you're like that's a sick sick um like career yeah. i get that probably enjoyed it for the first two weeks yeah and then straight away after that there's something in my gut i just yeah. knew it wasn't wrong like yeah. something was wrong i remember doing the first few assessments and like because i was always the type of kid i did really well in school but i just if i wasn't interested in something i could yeah. only start last minute yeah so be doing this like you school you start a school assignment at four o'clock you get home yeah. from school you finish it at like 10 o'clock you do that for law, like I'm starting at 4 p.m. I'm doing an all-nighter, finishing at 5 a.m., having like one hour sleep, driving down, I went to Wollongong Uni, tr honestly trying not to fall asleep, crash my car, and you get them like, why am I fucking doing this, man? I got up to the first exams, and I just thought to myself, even before I knew any of this, like, I'm just like, this isn't for me, man. I'm so unhappy. I can't fucking live like this. I'm just going to go. And I did acting. Yeah. After, I never did drama in school. I'm just like, what's the opposite I can do? What's the <laughs> career path I can take? It's all about fun, yeah, not yeah, about yeah. money. And then that fucking, if I didn't do that, that emotional journey and how much I learned about people and humans and connecting communication while I was acting, man, I would definitely wouldn't be here if who I, like who I am today. So I'm so glad That's I good, did man. that, man. You did it young too. So yeah. now like 
man, now you now you're set. Like mm. in terms of backing yourself oh, with, yeah. with certain things, you know, you know, like you've you've gone through it, you've backed yourself, it, it paid off, yeah. and and that's just gonna set you up forever. So in terms of you setting massive goals now, like because you've had some dreams start to come true, do you just feel like you can do anything you want? I do, bro. Like obviously to a, to an extent, you know, yeah. like I'm not. <laughs> No, nothing special, but at, at this at the same time, like I just whatever I sort of really want to do, I, yeah. I genuinely think that it's possible, bro. I, it is. I genuinely think it's possible. It's like, and I've learned I've learned that you know the how we can work out the how because mm -hmm. you just got to have a why big enough, man, and the how will yes. fucking work itself out. Yeah. The people that come across your way, when mm -hmm. you've got a why that's that big, when you're when you're trying to do something so big, yeah, the right people will help you make that happen mm. and how to do it. Like, I think a lot of people get stuck in the how. Before they start, right? They yeah. can't figure it out and they just don't start because they're too overwhelmed. So, oh, how, how am I going to mm. do that? Well, hey, like it's not up to you to do. Like, that's another thing that I've really learned. And just back to the music for a sec. Yeah. Like, if I was to do music again, yeah. which I definitely want to, one day I want to come back yeah, to yeah. the scene. That would be sick. But if I was to do it again, one thing I've learned about like the agency life mm -hmm. is what I just said, which is like not – needing to work it all out yourself yeah right i feel like a, as an artist i was very much like oh no nah, you know i'm an artist like i'm not going to get a team to write this or an yeah. a, a, you know ghost writer to do yeah. this or a, a you know someone to play instruments here and like that was just very narrow-minded mm. looking back yeah you, look it probably served you to in a certain extent because it pushed you to you know learn all those things but yeah. now like there's no way it's scalable what's the saying like if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far 100%, Go together, man. you know what I mean? Hundred percent. So mm. yeah, I, I definitely that's definitely a big learning that I've yeah. found like after building a team of, you know, twenty five yeah. plus. Well that like what you said as well about being realizing like that you can achieve these things. Like think about how much you looked up to Afrojack before and then you yeah. meet him and you realize he's just the same, he's just yeah. a human being, man. Absolutely. Started wherever he started, yeah, you know, found his why and his passion and then just things started to happen. And they're not these People that we look up to in business or whatever art, act, whatever it is, like they're just humans and they started from, from not necessarily the same spot in terms of family life, but they're just, they started fucking, they're just a human being yeah, as man. well. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. One question I want to ask, and then let's move into the transition into business. But yeah. was there anything about the music industry that you didn't like? Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, probably the one thing that I ended up really the one thing that got me really uncomfortable mm. about being in the music industry when I sort of realized it was the fact that in Australia, there's probably about like the market, mm -hmm. there's probably about, I'd say, let's let's be generous here, yeah. 30 to, let's say 50, right? Mm -hmm. 50 places that you'd really want to play at. Yeah. Wait, that's that's very freaking generous yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Let's say 30, yeah. right? 30 sick venues like around, like I'm talking like, you know, the Ivies. Yeah. I'm talking like the Met in Brisbane. Yeah. I'm talking like um, uh, like HQ back in Adelaide back in the day. Mm -hmm. There's 30, yeah. right? Where you'd really want to place yourself as an artist. So I started getting really uncomfortable with that because when I started realizing that I have skills in marketing, I started thinking, I started comparing that. I'm like, hang on a sec. I'm on, you know, Newtown King Street. Yeah. I'm looking down the street. There's 500 people here yeah. that I can offer my services to. Yeah. So that was one thing that I sort of didn't like. Yeah. Um, another thing was, yeah, and on that note, I just kind of realized that it wasn't scalable. Mm. It, it's not. It wasn't a scalable thing. Yeah. And I, my mind kind of started going very businessy. Yeah. At, at one point in my career, was there was there a, a gap that you um, stopped producing music like like a clean break before you started working on Defiant, or was it kind of uh, like a 
that scaled down and then the passion for the business went up and you just yeah. focused on that. What happened was when I started kind of having these realizations, I started realizing like, okay, well, actually this is what happened. I, st I started realizing, I started losing a bit of my spark and creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, all I know is mu this is what I thought at the time. Yeah. My dad actually snapped me out of it. Uh, I, th I thought to myself, well, all I know is music. So I've got to try to find what else I can do in music. Yeah. So naturally this kind of entrepreneur in me and obviously having a label and providing young kids opportunity, my mind went to, okay, I'll be a manager, mm. right? And I actually picked up some, you know, two two or three really good, like really talented young dudes, um, started managing them and whatever, and it was all good. And we got them signed to Warner and we, you know, got them touring, producing with Timberland and all this kind of, all, all this kind of stuff. Um, and I was just basically leveraging all of my networks to help yeah, them grow. Yeah. But um, bro, it's like as a manager, you're getting 20% of what they're getting. Yeah. And when they're not getting anything, you're getting 20% <laughs> of nothing. So yeah. for, for a year or two there, I was a lost puppy, man. I was mm. like, I, was, I was, had so much belief, but it, there was nothing. Yeah. There was no revenue. So where's, where's EDM now in that whole scene compared to, you know, 10 years ago? Because I feel, I mean, maybe it's just because I was like, oh, this is so nostalgic for me. Yeah. I was so deep in that now. Yeah. And obviously I still appreciate the music, still love it, but it's not as big in my world, has it become harder to, to make it as a DJ these days or is it easier because we've got social media and like that sort of stuff? To be honest, bro, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. Like I'm so, I'm so removed from like mm. the music scene yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, I've got a few really good friends that, that are still, yeah. still in it, obviously. Um, I don't think, I don't know, like just to kind of talk about it, I don't think it would be harder to make it if you yeah. got really Good shit. Like I think it's. I don't think it would have changed. Same, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think it would have changed, man. And you you started with a business partner, Sid, right? Is his name? Yeah, yeah. Sid, I, I actually, uh, actually ended up buying him out of oh, yeah. Defiant recently, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so uh, how did it start? Because well, he was from the music space as well, right? And you guys came together. Yeah, he was actually. So he was like a promoter, mm -hmm. um, and he booked me at you know Soho and a couple of those, a couple of those yeah. places. Oh, so, yeah. bro, Soho was my fucking local back in the day, bro. <laughs> Honestly, I was at the cross from when I was maybe like nineteen to twenty-one, like Friday, Saturday, almost every yeah, single week. Man. No, it was it was a it was a good spot, man, for sure. I actually did some of my first gigs there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad for the kids these days because they like the whole Kings Cross area. That whole precinct was like a, a it's like a theme park for adults, man. Yeah, man. No, they don't have that. Yeah, like, they don't have that it just it was there was a, the air was electric, man. Yeah. You walk out, you'd be bumping into like 20 people, you know, on the streets. There's lines everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those are the days. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, okay, talk me through the, the, the seed of the idea for, for the agency, yeah. kind of where it started. And then, cause once you guys like fully committed to it, yeah. you guys scaled really quickly, right? Yeah, man. It was, so basically what happened was like start of 2019. Mm. Uh, I'll never forget it, man. Jan January 1st, January yeah. 1st, 2019. Um, literally I bought a course. Yeah. Um, had about, had about sort of like 20 K to my name yeah, at the yeah. time. Like, my, my funds, I, I'd bought property and stuff. Like, yeah. luckily, thank God I did Lucky, that. Yeah. But, like, my runway was running out because mm. I was managing these artists and not making anything, <laughs> yeah. pouring money back in. So out of that 20K, man, I bought a course. There was this course that I had my eye on mm. for, like, setting up an agency and mm. blah, blah, blah. It was 12K. Yeah. Um, and my missus was really pushing to get engaged yeah. as well at the time. Because you're married now, right? I'm married yeah. now, yeah. Um, got there in the end. Got there in the end. Anyway. I had 20K left. I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to this. It's mm. 12K. Slap it down. Yeah. I bought the course because I knew. I'm like, 
If I buy one of these five hundred dollar Ty Lopez courses or something like that, not I'm not going to commit. If it's yeah. twelve grand, I've got twenty left. Bro, I'm going to want to get that. Yeah, get yeah. that back. So, I did that. Learned it all in about three months. Mm-hmm. Started getting my website together. I started doing free work here and there just yeah. to like work things out. And then I launched the website um, around like around May or something of that year. Twenty nineteen still. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So like you know four four or five months later, I'd learned a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Launched my initial website. On that day, um, like within the hour, I found my first employee. Yeah. Right? He hit me up. He's like, man, is it again, a guy from the, the sort of DJ scene. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm seeing what you're doing. Like, yeah. I don't know much about marketing, but I want to I want to jump on board, right? Yeah. So he interned with us. He became our yeah. first employee. Um, also, yeah, Sid, Sid hit me up, saw, mm-hmm. saw what I was doing with it, wanted to get in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we basically just kind of got together. He really helped us get off the ground in yeah. terms of like, sales you yeah. know connecting connecting us with some big brands at the time which yeah. was brilliant um yeah man and and we just we went hard went what hard. was your initial offering like what was your initial services everything <laughs> full service from everything the start. man yeah. everything so everything every industry mm-hmm. to be honest is probably one of the the pieces of advice that i hear people mm. say otherwise like mm-hmm. i hear a lot of gurus and shit saying yeah. oh niche down and blah 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 and even the course that I did said mm. to niche down. Yeah. But I'm very happy that we didn't, man, because we just like everything was an opportunity. Yeah. And we fucked up yeah. a lot. Yeah. Right. But we learned so much yeah. and we we got ourselves into doors that we should never have been in. Yeah. And <laughs> Sid will tell you this if you ever speak to him. <laughs> um, man, he was connecting all sorts of shit and he's like, yeah. oh, I've got this I've got this brand that wants to do an AR filter. Can we do it? Yeah. He's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No dramas. Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. done an AR filter in my life ever before. Um, can we do a website? Can we yeah. develop this? Can we do an app? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, like, yeah. We used to laugh. It got to a point where we used to laugh about it. Yeah. Because it was like, who the fuck are we doing, yeah. this, doing this work? But the point is, when you put yourself in those mm-hmm. situations, you learn how to mm-hmm. deliver. Yeah. And yeah. But also it keeps it interesting that you're not just doing one thing in, in one niche as well, right? Oh, yeah. Being absolutely, able to experience man. like, yeah. And then you'll gain an understanding and a, deep, a deeper like – view of how all these things work. Like for me, uh, I can relate with the podcast. Originally we're like, mm. fuck, are we just going to do an e-com podcast? And then is it just going to be business? And I thought, look, I could do that for a year mm-hmm. and then I'm probably going to get bored about asking about the same. Oh, okay. So like, what? tell me, how do you set up your campaigns? All that bullshit. Like yeah. business is a big interest of mine and yeah. obviously e-com because I come from that space. A lot of people that we interview will be in business, but the fact that we haven't limited ourselves, we'll talk to actors and musicians and athletes and just talk about whatever their world is. You know yeah. what I mean? We're both in business, so we'll talk about this world. But yeah, then we had an actor on and like people were like, people will probably be like, get an insight from you talking about DJing. What it, some in like behind the scenes shit that people never get yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it's interesting as well, man. Yeah, uh, exactly, man. And I think that's the, that's the, the cool thing about not niching down. Like obviously mm. you niche down, you can get like a, a bit of a standardized system in yeah, place and do things yeah. faster and cheaper. I get that. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. I totally understand that. But just being kind of open to, to things mm. and, um, you know, just putting yourself out there in situations where, you know, you, you clearly have no experience, but yeah. you're, you're confident enough to get the job done. Yeah. You're accelerating, like you just yeah. learn, your learning accelerates massively. What do you um like attribute your your early growth to like when it started to read? Because did I read somewhere that you did like 2 million in like a couple of months? Uh, not a couple of months, like within our first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the yeah. first year. Yeah. How did, how did you make that happen? Because, okay – it's, I can see that from an e-com perspective, you're yeah. selling a product to scale really quickly, but you, it's not as easy to scale a service-based agency as it is to scale a product. Bro, I would, 
like for for you it sounds hard and for me it sounds hard. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, like for me true. econ sounds hard. It's like man, it just it was just about like our ads really we mm. it's, we started with ads. Like mm. ads was the thing that just it just went sk- yeah. skyrocketed, man. Because like you're pretty like high that. value ads, right? Like high production level. It's not wasn't like UGC shit back then, right? No, it was no. like proper. And even now, like the stuff that we do for ourselves mm-hmm. is very motion graphics, yeah. very three D. Like yeah, it's, yeah. Which isn't the shit that works for e-commerce yeah. brands and stuff. But yeah. for us as an agency, we like to yeah. you know put that detail in it. And people were people were seeing that. And the other kind of agencies like the you know, online marketing experts <laughs> or, or, or like. <laughs> Sydney marketing company. Like yeah. it's just like boring fucking brand. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So we wanted to bring something mm. to the the space that was cool. Like yeah. we wanted to do ads that were like a bit AR, like mm. NFT inspired. Like we wanted to bring that sort of flavor to it. Yeah. But also like, yeah, we do all that stuff that all these other agencies do. Yeah. But this is our kind the of brand like flavor. Is built around yeah, that. Yeah. Our kind of flavor Honestly, bro, our best performing ad obviously the last eighteen months has has changed it. It does Focus a lot more on UGC, but our best performing ad of all time was this like twenty thousand dollar ad, three yeah. D motion graphics, and it, bro, we made millions off that yeah. one ad. Mate, we'll do an ad for you. Yeah, we'll right? go. Let's get yeah, it up and do let's do a deal now. Let's go, bro. Um, I want to ask you about the hiring process because you got yeah. over twenty five staff now. Um, I had really good experience as well. Like, I fuck, I've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm sure you might have made a couple as well. What worked for me really well when I figured out probably in the last two years is like hiring people I know or friends yeah. of friends because like you just can't that like energetic fit and that mindset like that yeah. mate that started working from the start said yeah I don't know anything about marketing but you probably knew what he was like as a person and working yeah. like fuck I'll give you a chance yeah. that was so important but talk to me about the challenges you faced obviously it's awesome to talk about the success and all the all the fun yeah. things about it but what challenges did you face scaling an agency to over 20 staff yeah. over a few years so I think um yeah, that's that's a really big thing that's been on my mm. mind a lot lately, man. Because obviously, like with you know buying out the agency yeah. from a from a business partner, like yeah. there's some very hard decisions that had to be made. Mm. And technically, it's like a HR discussion, right? Yeah. Because it's like, what people do you have in in the seats? Like, yeah. do you have the right people in the right seats? And yeah. that starts from the bottom all the way to the top, right? Yeah. So I guess um, like one of the big sort of challenges, one of the things that I've learned is to not let small things linger. Yeah. Right? Because small things always become big things if you let them go. Yeah. Right. And that's like, you know, you know as well. Mm. And especially if your if your strategy is like hiring people that you know, mm. I guess. And I've definitely done that as well. Mm. I guess you always want to see the good in people. Yeah. You always want to like they do something like, no oh, man, he's a good person. Mm. Fuck, like yeah. let let it go a little bit. Let it mm. go. For me, that's that hasn't really worked out. Yeah. I'll be honest, man. I tell you what, I struggled with because I was twenty four. Um, when we started Happy Skin. Actually, similar process after yeah. like the first year I bought out my business partner too. So yeah. that was a whole a, a whole journey as well. But I learned yeah. so much about that, about myself, about communication, about, again, not sweating the small things as well. Yeah. That was that was a big part of it. And, you know, honest and upfront communication, Yeah. even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable at the start, in the long term, it's the best thing, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Like, you know, just just not letting not letting things go, addressing yeah. them. You know, it's, it's, it's something I've definitely – Definitely let a lot of things go just to kind of um, just to see how things play out and it's yeah. just been a lack of experience. But what I've found is, yeah, direct communication and, yeah. and like really addressing things, not letting them slide and just setting a high, uh, the bar high yeah. is, is very important, man. Yeah. Um, and leading, leading by example. Like if you're, if you're not leading by example, why would any of mm. your team want to sort of yeah. you know, follow 
follow you and do better. Like, it yeah. just doesn't make sense. So. And see, yeah, the other thing that it was good in, like, it's been great, re like, recently, but I was, what I struggled with at times and I was guilty of is, like, you hire people you know and, like, they're your age, like, you like your friends with them. It's like the balance between being friends with someone, but also at the end of the day, being their employer and being the yeah, boss. Yeah, it's yeah. like, if 99% of the time it's equal to be their friend, but then there's that 1% of the time where you need to give that yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. you know, feedback or say, Hey, we actually can't act yeah, yeah, like yeah. this. Did you ever struggle with that? Or was that a challenge oh, for you man, at all? hundred percent. Yeah. Like I didn't just decide to, you know, like sort of end things with my business partner, yeah. like on the, on, on, the, the, on the dime. Yeah. It was like, you know, there was a lot of thought that, that went into that. And, mm. um, you know, actually, actually, as a, as a person, like really, yeah. really sort of enjoyed working together and yeah. hustling with him. But yeah, it just becomes, it just can't becomes a moment where it's like, mm. this is no longer about like friendship. This is about like, if this business is going to survive and yeah. if we're going to, if we're going to feed 25 mouths, the fucking, like, we've got to make the sure everything's firing correctly, yeah, bro. bro. What about so that? Like the pressure when you have 25 people to pay, like. You like that, that we we're talking about before. Like, there's you can go away with your missus for a weekend or a week, but do you ever fully switch off like a hundred percent? It's in the back nah. of your mind, right? Yeah, no, nah. to be honest, no, man. Mm. And like I say, a lot of this shit about you know work life balance and stuff like that, yeah, like I don't know really, I don't know what that is, yeah. I don't know what that means. Mm. Like, because to me, man, I've got, a, I've got a very strong purpose with what I'm doing, mm -hmm. so I don't need balance, yeah, like I'm, I'm hungry yeah. to fucking achieve what I mm. want to achieve. and I got a I got a higher higher purpose. So yeah. why do I want to balance that? Like, what am I balancing it with? I don't I don't know. Bro, the same man. I'm the same in this. Rightly or wrongly, something that's been ingrained in me, and it's like I'm a very already self confident. Like I have a lot of self belief. I speak to myself positively, but the yeah. one thing that gets to me, or the one like measure of like how I'm feeling internally, is if I know I'm putting in enough work to achieve the goals I want to achieve, I yeah. feel good regardless of how results are going. Yeah, Things 100%. might be fucking up or struggling, but if I go to bed at night knowing I've tried my hardest that day, that I'm day. fine. Yeah. If things are going well and I go to bed knowing I've been fucking around for the last yeah. week, I start eating myself up inside, yeah, exactly. man. So like like balance, right? When I think of balance, it's like, okay, so you're going to work, you're going to work for a certain amount of hours, then you're going to balance it by doing nothing or doing yeah. like partying or whatever, whatever it is. But like for me, when I'm, balanced I, I feel shit like i feel like anxiety but balance about is different for everyone your balance yeah. is working hard and then you know because you're you're you're, you're chasing a goal you're passionate about yeah. and then you know what going out for dinner with your missus on a, on a saturday night is enough like you feel refreshed to yeah go. exactly some people and i know i was definitely like this when i was working in business development in sales before i started the business bro i couldn't wait till 5 p.m either i yeah, couldn't wait to right. the weekend to, you know just chill out or actually think about how the fuck i yeah. get out of this life like the, w the way I say it too, mm. man, is I really say it as like life works in seasons as well. Okay, you know yeah. What I mean? So like I right that. now, bro, the season is fucking put your head down. Like yes. for me anyway, it's like, bro, it's put your head down, go fucking hard. Like the last three months, bro, yeah. I've been doing like five roles, yeah. right? Um, but next week I've got three new three new people starting in the, in yeah. the agency, yeah. right? And that's going to be a season of training, delegating, mm. handing some stuff off. I'm going, to, I'm going away on a – you know, little trip with the missus like in a couple of weeks yeah. too. So, you know what I mean? So it's just there's moments where there's no balance, bro. Like you balance, you're fucked. I've, like I've, you, you got to put your head down and just go. I've never heard it said like that. Life is like oh, it happened in seasons or whatever. But like as soon as he said it, makes yeah, so it's, much sense, bro. man. It's yeah. it's it's reality. And But I, I kind of – I know I thrive on a life like that and, and I I enjoy that. Um, I want to ask you a question. Let's just say I'm here, yeah, Happy yeah. Skin Con Econ brand – or whatever, any other brand that's coming at you and they you're having a meeting. I know you've what you do is 
let's let's leave the AR stuff. I want to talk about that yeah, next. Yeah. But as like a normal agency coming to you, full service marketing, why would Defiant be the right partner for us? Kind of where where's your niche inside that? Yeah. What do you, what's your really exciting offering? Uh, good question, man. Like basically. The thing that we do different is we merge creativity with performance. Okay. So there's a lot of agencies out there that do creative work. They mm. do branding, they do, you know, all, all that cool stuff. And then there's a lot of other agencies out there that do performance marketing. So yeah. they'll run your ads, right? They'll run your search, they'll do your SEO, they'll do all that kind of stuff. Mm. There's not a lot of people that do well at merging those both together. Yeah. And what we are is a creative performance agency. That's mm. what we call ourselves, yeah. right? And like we've literally got media buyers and all the performance teams sitting next to all of the yeah. design team and the creative strategists. As a brand, what you need to grow and what you need to scale is ads that actually stop the scroll. Yeah, It's ads that are going to get people to actually stop when they're scrolling a million miles an hour, pay attention to what you've got to say and then go and click, Yeah, right? So if you've got like a disjointed team or you're trying to do some creative in-house and send it to this bloke and that, yeah. and no, no one's really talking to each other and really got a process for testing, Yeah. It's just, it's just inefficient, man. Yeah. Well, that's the so, biggest challenge. And that's if you can find a, a team, whether it be internally or externally, like you guys that can truly understand how creative and performance works together, that's the exactly. million dollar piece for anything in e-com. That's um, the gap that I saw when I was yeah. coming into the market, you know, like I saw a lot of these big agencies out there and then I, I was like, man, let me just like, let me just pretend I'm a brand, call them up, let me see what they've got see to offer. Process, yeah. Right. And every single one of them was, you know, giving me their offers. I didn't really get it at the time. Then we started getting some of our clients on board and I was saying, man, I'm, I just hate, hate that this agency can't do creative for me. It yeah. sucks. They're putting some stuff together on Canva. And at the time we weren't a creative performance agency. Yeah. I, I was creative, always have been, but mm. I didn't realize that. And then when I saw that gap, I saw that opportunity. I'm like, that's what we are. We're a creative performance agency. That's what we're going to offer. We're going to be the most effective at that. Yes. Right? And that's – and, like, for example, you know, you've got your ad. Yeah. You've got, you know, something that something that you're trying to put out there. Yep. Like, having a team that can, you know, create that one ad, yes, mm -hmm. but slap five different hooks on it at the start, mm. run it, test it for seven days. Mm -hmm. Great. Hook number two is working really well for us. Great. Go back to the design table, five versions of that winner. Yeah. And you've got this cycle. You've got this, like – Bro, it's almost impossible to not get better yeah. performance out of creative when you do it like that. And how have you guys had to adjust over the last 12 to 18 months with all the iOS updates? Because I know a lot of marketing agencies yeah. like, yeah. never came back. Bro, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love it, man. When it first came out, everyone was shitting themselves. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mate, this is – I'm so glad we decided to go this way. Yeah. yeah. For the simple fact of what's become even more important now mm. is all of the metrics before the click. Yeah, because Facebook can't see what's going on after, after the click as well as as well as it used to be, right? Exactly. So now the creative is now even more important. It's like hook rate, like how many people are watching three seconds of of this video. Yeah, that's become a metric that people are looking at. Average watch time, obviously CTR, like everything, yeah. everything there is like a pre funnel before they click. Exactly. So, man, it's for us it was an opportunity, and that's when yeah. people come to us and they're a bit scared about that, and they're like, "Oh, my tracking's off," and blah blah. People blah. like coming. Did you find many people come to you with like bad experiences, or their agency couldn't like well, fuck shit up around that period? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like yeah. to be honest with you, bro, we actually play on like we yeah. run ads course, for that bro. exact reason because we know that people mm. are getting burnt by that, mm. and there's a better way. Like seriously, there there is a better way. You know why as well, man? Because not not all of them. I'm sure there are a lot of legitimate agencies, but there are a lot of these like. 20, 21 year old kids that started an agency from their bedroom and when it was easy, they could do it. But as yeah. soon as it got hard, everyone's like, what do I do? Yeah. 
Man, I don't begrudge those guys because yeah. I was that guy oh, too. Oh, no, bro, go oh, for I'm it. I'm, yeah. all, bro, I'm all about starting yeah. a hustle, figuring it out as you go for sure. Yeah. But that's where I found a lot of people starting to get caught out. Another thing I wanted to yeah. ask um, that, I mean, there's some agents, agencies that just focus on SEO and stuff, yeah. but a lot of e-com brands sleep on SEO because yeah. they don't fully understand it. Um, it's hard and the you don't necessarily get results overnight. What's your thoughts on like, Obviously, you understand it. How important is SEO and kind of why should businesses be doing it? Why is it so important to business success? Man, I see SEO is the real estate of mm. digital, right? It's literally real estate. Think about it. Like yeah. if your your keywords like what, IPO? Yeah, hair yeah? removal. Hair yeah. removal, right? So your keywords, hair removal, yeah. right? If you're, if you're on that first page, where you are is like you're in the city, you're in the CBD, yeah. Yeah. there's foot traffic going past your store, there's people with their wallet mm. out ready to buy shit. There's, you know. If you're on page three, you're in some back alley. Bro. Like you're, you're <laughs> yeah. out in Liverpool, man. You're yeah. out in Canterbury in some back alley. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one's walking past your store. No one gives a fuck. You're, yeah. in, no, you're in no man's land. So SEO is is real estate, bro. Mm. That's, that's the way I like to look at it. And that's why it's important because it's not only are you getting traffic, but you're getting high intense traffic. Yeah. Because 80% of people actually skip past those ads on Google. They're immune to it. Yeah. I know I am as a consumer. Yeah. They're immune to it. So yeah. that so there's still 20% of people clicking there, which is why you need to be there. But um, organic is where everyone just goes straight to and they trust organic. What sort of mindset should someone that owns a brand have when they're, they're thinking about SEO? Um, definitely commit. It's a long game. Yeah. It takes time, especially if you're like, for example, hair removal, mm -hmm. you're competing against some big yeah, players and not only in the device space, but in the actual clinics, hair removal yeah, clinics. Waxing in the US as well. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. So you just got to commit. You got to have a, a long, a long sort of, um, it's a long game. What right? is it like a six, 12 month plan? Like six kind to 12 of how months. do you approach it? Yeah. yeah six yeah. to 12 months. And the way you approach it, I've seen a lot of different strategies, but the way we approach it, like yeah. we're ranking you know, page one against other well, you, agencies. Well, you're number one for, we'll get into that next, the yeah. AR agency, right? Yeah, number and, one. and a few Not, others, man. Yeah, 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 we're on the first page for SEO agency, yeah. like Facebook ads agency, we're number one. Yeah. We, we haven't well, been around that thing, long, bro. Yeah, that's the thing is, oh, it's so funny. Um, we get pitched, as you can imagine, all the time. If you're, if you're going to claim to be an SEO agency and you're not anywhere near the first page, I'm like, oh, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's what we oh, say. So you see it though, our, bro. You see our it. SEO sales pitch is so funny, bro, yeah. because there's no deck. There's yeah. nothing. It's just like, we're like, okay, so you want to do SEO? We give them a bit of small talk, whatever. Yeah. And we just bring up where we're ranking. We just yeah. say, man, like, yeah. like this is it. Like, we're doing it, mm. you know? Um, so how do you guys approach it? What's some of your, like, how how would you, like, what's some of the best kind of strategies without revealing your million-dollar secret to a... Oh, yeah. No, no secret, man. Like, every, everyone knows this mm. stuff, but it's just, I mean, a lot of people go with with their backlink, backlinking strategy. They mm -hmm. just go for volume. Yeah. They just get, like, a whole bunch of, like, crappy backlinks yeah. to their site. And SEO agencies do that because they can say to you, hey, we got you... A thousand, two thousand backlinks last month. Yeah. Wow, we're, we're so great. What what we do and what we've learned is that, like one backlink from like a .gov.au or a you know .edu, like a, a yeah. you know uh, university or TAFE or something like that, is worth more than all of those combined. In fact, all of the like the way Google's got it, it's so smart. When you yeah. do shit like that, it picks up on it, man. Yeah. It knows that you're yeah. trying to play the game. So um, we just go for quality over volume, mm. and you know we'll reach out to. Yeah. We'll reach out to universities like yeah. TAFEs. So, for example, like we've got a panel beating um, mm -hmm. client that we do SEO for. Um, we reach out to TAFE. We write a, 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 a blog post mm -hmm. on top five trends in the panel beating space. Yeah. Right. We'll write it for them. 
their rider gets the credit yeah. and they just give us a backlink in return. Yeah. And we've got a dot .gov or that's, dot, yeah, .edu really um, backlink. Yeah. All so right. that's the game, man. Yeah. For, for anyone who doesn't know, um, what is AR and Web3? And then once you answer that, how is it becoming more and more important for business and how can businesses leverage these technologies yeah. for growth into the future? Yeah, so AR, like a lot of people's experience with AR will probably be the filters Snapchat, like on Snapchat, stuff, yeah. Instagram. Um, to be honest with you, man, like it's it's uh, it's not probably the main thing that we push, but mm-hmm. I see a lot of opportunity with it in, in the future. Uh, basically what I like it for with an e-com brand, if we're talking yeah. e-com brands at the moment, it's just a it's just a different way to touch your audience. It's a different yeah. way to approach, um, uh, g- give your audience something to interact with your brand with, right? Um, and it's got the opportunity to go viral, which is you know we did it for we did it for Camilla. Yeah. Um, with you know it's 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 something that can go viral and costs nothing. That that sort of viral nature yeah. of it is all of a sudden getting your brand in the face of so yeah. many people, and it's not ads like you're not using ad spend to do it. Yeah. Um, so really, what I like about it, is, yeah, it's it's just uh it's something that brands can use to just give back to their audience something else. Do you guys work with like um, like NFT projects and stuff yet, like selling out mints and things like that? Is that a space you see you guys playing yeah. in the future? Yeah, definitely, man. Got a lot of interest in that. Because your creative got, is very like it fits that world yeah. already, right? Like, yeah, mm. we've got we've got our own project as well that yeah, we're just we're cool. just kind of um parking at the moment. Yeah, because what I realized about that mm-hmm. stuff, man, like I got the creative done for the project in no time. Yeah, but then. <laughs> actually started realizing like, hang on a sec, this is a full business. Yes, in itself. I mean, there's a lot of people that just put stuff up and make the money and dip. But if we were going to do it, we're going to attach our brand to it. And I'm not just going to do a project and not be able to deliver on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got a really sick idea. It's it's involved with the music scene as well. Yeah, so oh, that's the best. Hopefully that comes out soon, man. I want to read you a quote from, um, I think it was uh, Sid who said this in one of the interviews you guys did, just yeah. about AR. Kind of blew my mind, man. And, and I understand it more than a lot of people, but I st- yeah. am still very new to all this. I'll read you the yeah. quote. Uh, it says, imagine this. You're walking down Bondi Beach Promenade. All of a sudden, you see someone a pro- wearing a product you really like. Immediately next to you, a vending machine appears filled with that specific product and all the colorways and variations you were thinking of. You stop, select the item of your choice, pay with the blink of an eye, and in the matter of hours, it's shipped to your apartment. Then you continue on your merry, your merry way. How, like, that's just fucking, like, it blows my mind. How far away do you think from these sorts of things becoming a reality, are we? Oh, man, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, If I'm being honest, I would Mm. have no idea. But Um, that's that's coming, right? That's that's where the technology can go. Absolutely, man. That's like straight out of a futuristic movie. Oh, I forgot what that movie's called. There's mm. a really sick movie. Oh, Ready Player One, I think it's called. Ah, uh, I haven't Ready seen Player it. I've One. been told yeah. about it a lot, but. Watch that, man. Mm. That's that's fucking sick. Yeah. Look, I think we're very far away from that. Yeah, If yeah, I'm being yeah. honest, just like, you know, speculating. Mm. But the point, the the fact is like, you know, this stuff's moving. It's yeah. We're moving towards that yeah. every single day. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for it. We've got a question uh, for you as well about business, but then I'd love to hear the, sa- the answer to the same question about the music space and DJing. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned from business? Man, I'm learning every single day. <laughs> yeah, I'm every bad. single day. Shit, that's a really good one. Mm. Um, I would say, I would say, just to really, just to really back yourself, man, is is one thing that I've learned. And that goes across like both my music and and this career. Yeah, it's just back yourself. Like, you know, starting in the music career, you see all these massive artists, and you're like, 
shit, how am I going to compete with them? Yeah. Oh, my music sucks. How am I going to be like that? Or, you know, even starting this agency, man, it was daunting. It's like yeah. you're coming into the game, there's dominant, dominant agencies that have been doing it for eight years or so. They've got all the clients. Um, I think, yeah, the biggest lesson I've learned is to just, if you've got a purpose and you know why you're doing it and just just go for it, man. Yeah. Like don't don't hesitate. Yeah. Oh, That's, I mean, yeah, prob- probably one of the biggest, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. And for anyone, again, I guess it's kind of, you could give me the same answer for this, but like if someone came to you and said, hey, Jamie, I'm, start, I'm thinking of getting into like business or marketing and where would you get them to start? Is there any, you mentioned that course, is there any books that you've read that yeah. have really shifted your mindset of kind of what, what advice would you give to someone young that's just starting their own yeah. hustle journey? Oh man, look, definitely, definitely, you know, find him, seek information. Like yeah. all the information's out there. I paid 12 grand for something I probably could have learned on YouTube for free. Yeah. But just the way that I tick, I knew that if I dropped that money mm. in that position that I was in, I was, it wasn't even the course that was going to benefit me. It was like, Holy shit! I got to make that money back. Yeah, like that's just the way I tick. That pre-commitment, right? You're yeah. making yourself commit. Exactly. Mm. So I don't know. I think everyone ticks differently, but look, every answer to any question yeah. is available out there. So yeah. just be a bulldog and just yeah, spend your time like learning and trying to level yourself up. Like even even to this day, man, my missus cracks it because we can never watch like <laughs> we don't watch movies and shit yeah. together. Like she watches, you know, what she watches, and I watch like interviews, bro. Yeah. I watch like. I read blogs. I, mm. It's just what I like. Um, so but yeah. once you get obsessed with like, once you're learning things that are leveling up your life or your skill set, it's completely different. Like you said, you fucking barely did anything in uni. Yeah. But when you're actually learning about things you're interested in or things that are moving you closer towards fulfilling your dream, it's a completely different experience. Oh, absolutely, man. When you got that obsession, you're gonna you're gonna find the way. You're gonna yeah. find, you know, every answer that you that you want to find. Yeah. You find it. You just gotta, yeah, like. When you found that thing that you're really sort of, I know it's cliche, bro. Everyone says it, but yeah. when you found your thing, just go hard. Yeah. That's that's the lesson, bro. I can relate big time. And yeah. for for you, you mentioned the NFT project idea that you've kind of got in your back pocket. But where do you see the next five years for yourself and Defiant Digital? Yeah, um, definitely, definitely see the agency continuing to grow. Yeah, um, we're just about to like rebrand everything, ref- oh, refresh cool. the brand. So, um, I've been working on that for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm very very keen with that. Uh, so yeah, definitely see Defiant being like the machine mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a lot of things that I do. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want to start a a brand like yeah. an ecom brand. I've got a couple of ideas. Um, yeah, I, I want I want Defiant to be the machine for yeah. other projects. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And the yeah. same thing in like people if if they're if they're thinking, well, what should I do next? And they have they're thinking about a certain idea. It doesn't need to be exactly. Like it doesn't have to be a fully formed commitment for the rest of your life. Like when yeah. I got into business with Happy Skin Co, like I didn't know what other opportunities it was going to open up the door for yeah. me in the future. Like I've got exactly. this podcast now. I've got this other brand I'm launching in a month. Yeah. And like the opportunities that open up once you just start trying shit, yeah. you know what I mean, can be endless. So like that perfectionism thing you said before, don't wait for the perfect idea. Yeah. Don't that's wait true. till you've figured every last detail out. Yeah. Just fucking go for it, man. Yeah, that's it, man. If you've got the capacity to do it and do mm. it like well, yeah, yeah, don't worry about too much about the finer details. Yeah. Just start. Just yeah. get get the ball rolling because once you start, like, you know, if, if you're a committed person, mm-hmm. once you start, you should see it through and, yeah. and um, yeah, make some progress. Bro. Yeah, sick. And yeah. for anyone um, that wants to find more information on yourself or Defiant, where's the best place yeah. to find you guys? Yeah, so just uh, definedigital.com.au is yeah. our, our website. Um, at HQ is our Instagram. And, yeah, man, me on Instagram, just Jamie Crutharis. Yeah. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I appreciate you coming in. Um, 
fuck, it was a lot of fun. Man. I was excited about this. I was listening to some of your bangers this morning. <laughs> it was up, taking me back to the days. Yeah, man. Um, but thank you. Another another uh, Western Sydney boy as well coming in that we didn't know. No, so man, again, thank you so much. What you're doing is amazing. What you did in, in music was incredible. And I really loved looking into your agency, obviously someone that understands yeah. that space a lot and kind of the work you do. So thanks again, man. And I appreciate you a lot. Uh, thanks for having me, man. It was good fun. Cheers. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Cheers, brother. All right, there we go. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, could you please do me a quick favor and hit the follow or subscribe button? I honestly appreciate it more than you know. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time.